Hello, and welcome to Fed Talks. I'm your host, EJ Flumpelman. How's everything going, guys? You have a good week? Mine was kind of exhausting, but I'm here. It's Saturday night. I'm ready to jaw with you. God, I didn't like that. That's, I know people use it, or maybe used to, but no, I'm not going to use jaw as a... <laughs> as a replacement for talk anytime in the near future. That's, that, ugh. God, sorry about that. Um, I watched a couple things I want to talk about, which is always a, actually, before I start on that, uh, and I imagine you would have seen it because I put it on the same feed, but uh, last week I did a bonus episode on Tuesday where I talked with my friend and my co-writer for 12 seasons of Big Brother, uh, Mindy, about the current season of Big Brother. And that was very fun. And if you'd like to hear a voice that's not mine, and oh, I cannot recommend that enough, uh, check out that episode. Even if you're not watching Big Brother, it's pretty funny. Uh, it was great. And um just to get in the weeds here, we recorded over Skype, and I think the sound quality was actually pretty decent, which sort of opens the door for me doing more bonus episodes in the future. Uh, you know, about single topics that maybe... I say this as if there's a broad listenership where <laughs> there's really two people I could count on to listen to every episode. and uh, But I maybe do some bonus episodes on a single topic uh, in the near future, and I think that would be fun. Uh, my friend Tim is chomping at the bit to uh, get into either Justice League International or any any array of B to C list DC characters, which I am very much into. And speaking of that, one of the things I wanted to talk about was the new Suicide Squad movie which is officially titled The Suicide Squad to distinguish it from the 2016 Suicide Squad, which, if you remember it, was not good. Uh, it was a weird movie in that you can really see the, the seams. Like, you can tell at one point while they were making it, they, they were trying to do a Guardians of the Galaxy-style movie and then Deadpool must have come out during production because then you can see where these Deadpool-style bits were grafted onto it. Uh, that first one is a movie where sort of famously they introduce the characters and then they immediately introduce them all a second time. <laughs> and the only character who doesn't get two introductions is the one who dies right away, which makes it not at all surprising when it happens. It's like, oh yeah, we haven't... Amanda Waller hasn't explained him twice to different people. Um, you know, and that, that movie was uh, just kind of nothing. Uh, my friend Sam claims to be a legitimate fan of it, but I cannot... While also realizing... I don't like what my voice did there. Uh, while also realizing that it's not good, but he claims to genuinely like it, and neither of us are sure how much irony is in that anymore. Uh, that's also a movie where a, a reader of my old website hassled me on social media on more than 100 different occasions for not liking that movie. Uh, which is crazy enough, but to make it even crazier, I didn't write a review of that movie. 
I mentioned it in passing in like a like a Doctor Who recap or something. So if clearly you were enjoying my work enough that you were reading something, you'd probably just, I don't know, not want to pick a fight with me for two straight years. Uh, and at one point, very and I never replied to him because this was obviously a crazy person. And at one point, he fi he finally said something like, well, I guess you would have enjoyed it if you knew more about the DC Universe. And I'm like, bro, that's the only thing I know anything about. There's, if you're coming at me with, if you need to know more about the DC Universe, you'd better actually be Mark Wade, you know? But, uh, so forget that movie. The new one uh, is is uh, written and directed by James Gunn of the aforementioned Guardians of the Galaxy and... I'm not going to talk about it at great length because it's been out for a day and I don't want to spoil anything, but it was very fun and I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, I'm still not a huge fan of the R-rated superhero movies because it just doesn't fit with the genre. And this had a little too many exploding heads and for my taste, but, uh, you know, I also thoroughly enjoyed it, so... Maybe let's let it be. Uh, but here's the thing I want to say about it without spoiling anything. Is it is maybe the first DC movie, maybe ever, but definitely since they started trying to do an interconnected universe that sort of embraced the fact that this is inherently silly. Like, I say this as a man who loves superheroes. As a concept, they are silly. Uh, and... Uh, Marvel, which was sort of, you know, DC had already been around for 20 plus years when Marvel started. And uh, even at the time, they sort of presented themselves as being what you read when you outgrew DC stuff. Uh, so it was less, you know, they were they were sort of aiming at, at high school readers and claiming they were aiming at college readers. And... Uh, you know, and there is sort of a cohesion to it because it was the same five guys who created everything. Uh, not the five guys. I have probably made that joke before. Uh, whereas DC was just a, not only a random amalgam of stuff that somebody later decided all should be set in the same continuity, but, you know, in the in the 50s and 60s, after superheroes had kind of died out as a, as a genre, but they were still they were still doing Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman every month and they sort of drifted away from superhero stuff and you know Batman was going to alien planets every other month and Superman was playing elaborate pranks on his friends using his godlike powers and it resulted in a lot of stuff that you know for lack of a better word is just silly it, it's fun but it's dumb and what what DC did was sort of just when they started to have a, a cohesive universe, they just incorporated all of that into it. So there, there's there's a silliness at its core that, that Marvel doesn't necessarily have. And one of those things, and this is not a spoilie because he's in all the commercials, the the main threat in, in Suicide Squad is Starro the Conqueror, who is a, a giant starfish from outer space. Which, on the face of it, is... is a very goofy idea but he's also the first the first villain the justice league faced uh 
<laughs> which is wild. And part of what I love about about the DC universe as sort of an ongoing concern is it takes uh, goofy stuff like that and then makes it so uh, it's still it exists in the same world as as various very serious 1990s characters like the movies you know Bloodsport for example and nobody dismisses it as silly, as silly it's a starfish that wants to conquer the world and that's that's part of why I love DC so much is just this this weird melting pot and I think what the new Suicide Squad movie did very very adeptly was uh, present not only these darker characters but then also put them in conflict in conflict with a space starfish and made Starro weird and creepy in the way that he's a little bit scary and I as a very old man suddenly felt the way I did reading comics about him when I was six where it's like oh oh that's actually that's that's getting in my head a little bit that's a little bit scary you know it's watching the boy I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything uh watching what his powers do on screen freaked me out the way seeing that that uh Brian Bolland cover of Justice League 190 uh where where Starro was really like this genuinely terrifying threat and I'm going to take just a minute to look it up and see if I happen to get that issue number you know from the early 1980s correct Oh, oh, you guys, I nailed it. Ah, I'm not good at much, but holy smokes, I called it 190, nailed it. I no-scoped that thing. Man, I'm cool. Uh, but so, so this is the first DC movie in maybe ever that's felt like a DC movie to me, despite all the gore and and foul language. It's got that 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 beautiful mix of of sixty silliness and and sort of modern intensity, and like the Zack Snyder movies are all gritted teeth and superheroes being very serious and Norwegian women wailing dirges about Aquaman, and I don't I mean I have philosophical and artistic issues with Zack Snyder, but I dislike that presentation of DC characters so much. And this was just, this, this nailed why, why I've loved DC since I was a small child. And it was very fun to watch. Uh, also, one of, my, one of my weirder tendencies is when I watch a comic book movie, I try to guess which creators will get special thanks in the credits. Uh, and I say this knowing full well that my cool friend listens to this show and will probably never look me in the eye again. But uh, in this case, I was very excited that uh, that uh, Alan Grant and Norm Brayfogle got credit for creating Ratcatcher, who in the movie bears no resemblance to their creation, but it was still very cool. And it'll mean some, hopefully mean some money for Alan Grant and some for Norm Brayfogle's family since he passed away a couple of years ago. 
Um, I know way too much about comic creators. Uh, um, yeah, suicide. It's 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 got the EJ recommendation. Uh, another thing I've been watching, and in gen I want to be kind of general and then get specific about an episode because there was an episode that just just blew me away. But uh, it's a show on on Peacock called Doctor Death, which is based on a true story. And I don't want to learn anything about the true story until I finish the miniseries. But what what they presented is a story about a very bad doctor who somehow keeps keeps moving on with his record intact to other hospitals and then continues to do bad surgeries that maim and kill people. And uh, like I'll be interested to see exactly what happened in real life, but it very much seems like a story about how how. Uh, the red tape in the medical industry that makes it impossible to to get rid of an incompetent person if they've dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's. Uh, so I, I would, I, you know, I think that's probably what the series is actually about, but I'm about halfway through. So there's probably more surprises, but uh, uh, Joshua Jackson from Dawson's Creek and Fringe plays the, the titular Dr. Death. That's not actually his name. That would have been a tip off and probably would have made people less willing to consent to allowing him to perform surgery. Uh, and Alec Baldwin and Christian Slater are the, the doctors who are just trying everything they can to shut this down before he hurts anybody else. And like, I know Alec Baldwin's kind of a bad guy, but it's also super fun to see him just acting. And... Uh, I have so much goodwill towards him from 30 Rock and, you know, times when I've seen him be really funny. So even the parts where he's kind of a kind of a garbage guy uh, don't cut into my enjoyment of him as a performer. And he's he's very good. And I love Christian Slater because Christian Slater, Christian Slater's character's hidden want seems to be to get out of every scene as quickly as possible. Like every time they're presented with an obstacle, his first instinct is to go, well, we tried and then go get a pretzel or something. Uh, I'm having a great, I'm having a great time watching it, but the fourth episode absolutely blew me away. Uh, it had sort of a more comedic touch than other episodes have. And like five minutes in, there's a full thing so loudly that you can't hear the dialogue. Um, you know what? My my recording froze up for a while, and so you probably heard a jump in there. Uh, so I'm gonna going to try to go back to what I was saying. Uh, I am much too tired to try to edit and make it coherent. So I'll just jump back to say, Dr. Death, episode four. Uh, it's right off the bat like five minutes in it's got an 80s style opening credit sequence that's kind of like a dallas parody uh there's a subtitle scene with dynamic subtitles that seems to only be presented that way because the music on the score is drowning out the dialogue which is a choice <laughs> it's not like somebody in the editing bay was playing their radio too loud it was really a really interesting thing to do and then there's also a scene where somebody is interviewing with Dr. Death about a position 
uh, in his new in his new office, and uh, she's sort of seeing, pointing out where she sees the need for improvements. And then she also says, "And your staff is a bunch of untrained idiots." And it pans over, and his dumb friend has been in the room the whole time, just off camera, which which is like it's like a sitcom joke. Like you could see that happening on like. Like, like it'd be a Parks and Rec thing where you'd pan over and Andy would be in the corner. And it was such a funny choice. And it was one of the few times that I've, I've watched a TV episode and been like, man, who directed this? This is, this is nuts. This has got to be somebody with some comedy background. And the director was Jennifer Morrison, who is most famous for playing Cameron on House. I guess also she was in, she was the lead in Once Upon a Time, but I didn't watch that. So I'm more excited about her having been Cameron on House. So I don't know if this is her, if she's switching from acting to directing, but based on that episode, she is tremendous, and I would like to see her do more of that. Man. So yeah, check out Dr. Death and then get to the fourth episode and go, oh, this is getting this This episode is wild. Um, I want to take a drink, so I'm going to pause for a break. And I'll be right back. Hey guys, it's still t-shirt weather, and you know what that means. you got to get yourself to teasebysummer.com. Just tremendous t-shirts over there. Uh, this is, I don't know how many episodes I've done, but it's, we're well into the 30s, and I've talked about the talked about teasedbysummer.com on uh, every episode but the first one because I didn't have the idea until episode two and uh, you know what not tired of talking talking about it because man they're great like I I, I cannot emphasize this enough I I'm genuinely such a, a fan of these designs and they look good uh, which I guess is implied by me being a fan of them but get off get off get, get off my jock man uh, like these are I have all the mugs and they're on my desk at work so I see them every day and every time I see them they make me happy they're good they're funny they're beautifully designed uh, the t-shirts are great. If I wear one out in the world, uh, people are going to say something every time, which is not usually a thing that... Look, if you're a guy, almost nobody ever wants to say anything about what you're wearing. If you're a lady and you're, wear, you're wearing a, a good t-shirt, somebody's going to say something because, you know, <laughs> dudes are the way they are. But as a man... Almost nobody ever wants to talk about my clothes. But I wear a Tease by Summer shirt. I am getting a reaction. Uh, that is not me being facetious. And I know sometimes it's hard to tell from my voice. That That is genuine. Uh, there. Hold on. Sorry about that. Got a phone call during the ad. That's terrible. I don't even remember what I was saying, but it was definitely something glowing about teasedbysubber.com. Uh, hey, look, there's never going to be a better time to buy a t-shirt. 
Although, you know, especially depending on where you live, you can buy them all year round. New stuff comes out. I don't care if it's January. I'm buying it. Uh, but it's, it's, we're still in summer. It's a great time to buy shirts. Uh, if you can't swing the cost of a shirt or a mug, mugs are cheaper. The mugs are great. Uh, the, the car focus group mug is not only endorsed by Ruben Rabasa, but is, looks incredible in person. Uh, you know, if you don't have money, at least go to the, go and, and both like the store and then you can also like individual items and that's all very good for the algorithm. Uh, it's going to get it to the top of, of search results. And that's, you know, that's what I need from you. Just, just don't hold that phone call against me. Just, uh, just go to teasebysummer.com and both buy and I apologize for that ad being interrupted by a phone call and then me ending the ad in the middle of a word. It's falling apart over here. Uh, hey, let's talk about talk about a couple things I learned in the last few minutes. Uh, the phone call is my mother who couldn't figure out how to turn her phone off. Uh, and in fact, specifically was wondering when she when she tried to turn it off and got the option to power off or power off and restart which one she would choose. And she, she wants the power off. She doesn't want to restart it. It should be a, a uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a pretty easy binary choice there. There's a thing you want and a thing you don't want. You're presented with the two choices. <sighs> it's not exactly the trolley problem, you know? Also, a friend of mine who does not listen to this podcast is maybe going to be on TV to talk about advances in medical technology. That's fantastic. I'll be sure to let everybody know if it actually happens. So, you know, we can all watch together. Uh, this friend, very good friend, uh, I believe has listened to the first episode and never again, but she describes herself as being behind on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 32 episodes behind. <laughs> Look, I don't, re I don't require that anybody listen to this. There, I have friends who listen consistently, and I appreciate that very much. Uh, I have some friends who listen sporadically and never listen to other podcasts, which has to be a weird experience. And... That, that there is my friend Lana who heard one episode and was like, yep, I'm out. <laughs> we have literally been friends for 21 years. And the idea of listening to me for half an hour a week is just not something she has the energy for. <laughs> Although, you know, you put in that kind of time, you, you deserve to not have to listen to me, let's be honest. Um, it's just funny, she said it recently too, well, I, I got behind. Yeah. You're, you're, you're behind the way somebody who forgot to press accelerate on Mario Kart is, is behind. It's okay, you can opt out. Oh, goodness. Now, this will be the one episode she listens to. Just watch. Just watch.
Um, so on my local uh, neighborhood notification, somebody posted that they are getting a service animal, which good for them. Uh, I'm sure it'll help a lot. Uh, the service horse animal in question is a miniature horse. <laughs> Two questions occur to me. How big is a miniature horse? Uh, what I am picturing is something the size of a medium dog. Like no more than 40 to 45 pounds. Uh, and also, I don't know what a miniature horse provides as a service animal. <laughs> like, I guess unless you have a farm. If you have a farm, every animal is a service animal. <laughs> uh, but... I didn't look to see where that was. Uh, I hope that's close to my actual neighborhood because it would delight me to see a, a dude walking around with a miniature horse from time to time. <laughs> Bring the dogs over to say hi <laughs> to a thing with hooves. <laughs> and maybe a little tiny saddle, even though there's nobody small enough to ride that miniature horse. Also, a miniature horse might be like five and a half feet tall. I don't... I genuinely don't know and I don't want to look it up because I want to find out on a walk the way I was meant to unless it's one of those people who's 13 miles away because of how neighbor next door defines my neighborhood so I might not get to see a miniature horse which frankly is heartbreaking um so here's here's a thing I'm gonna let you in on my life a little bit uh, and I feel like it'll stick if I talk about it in a place where people can hear it. Uh, I am temporarily giving up red meat. Uh, it's not like the first step in me going vegetarian. It's not even intended to be permanent. I just find that if I give up something, cut something out completely for a while, that I can come back to a, a healthier relationship with it. Uh, and I think that will, uh, I think that'd be a good thing. Just, just not keep having beef in my system for a little while and, and sort things out a little and maybe come, come back to, come, come back to hamburgers with a, with a, with a better attitude. Uh, it is, I actually started a week ago, um, other than. Uh, getting dinner last night and suddenly realizing I had to, I couldn't go with the, my usual, uh, you know, it's been pretty smooth. And also it's, it's like if, if, if I'm at a barbecue and somebody offers me a burger, I'll, I'll eat it. You know, I'm not going to turn into a weirdo. Uh, if I find out there's a little bit of beef mixed into something, I'm not going to spit it out. Uh, just as a general thing, I will not invite beef into my life. Uh, maybe through the end of the year. I know that's not super long, but that's, uh, you know, I really like beef. So five months is a pretty good stretch of time to go without, I think. Um, so, I'm, you know, it's long-time listeners. Uh, obviously not including my friend Lana, who gave up after one episode. Uh, I did the same thing with, uh, with alcohol at the beginning of the year, where I was not going to drink anymore until... Uh, I was vaccinated. Um, and I, that turned out to be a good thing. Uh, I don't really drink that much anyway. 
like maybe once on the weekend but also you know between isolation and depression that one time was turning into me putting down six cans of white claw at, at home in the dark and that wasn't a good way to go uh, a couple of years ago I gave up soda and now I've sort of come back to the only time I get regular soda is at a is at a restaurant and even then it's not a given and I've almost phased out uh, the zero sodas and I'm gonna be honest with you I miss soda so much I would there there are there are very few people I would not I I would not stab in the back to just have a Dr. Pepper just have a 20 ounce bottle of Dr. Pepper and luxur luxuriate in it but I've made my choice uh Ideally, it'll be, lead to me living longer, although living a life that's more bereft of joy with, you know, without carbonation and, you know, beef. But look, I'm just going, I'm just going for, <laughs> I'm going for long, not good. <laughs> uh, and also, that was the first time I, I just, I just uh, said, look, as like a, as like a, a standalone like almost a standalone punchline. I called myself out on it for doing that too many times last week, and I'm improving. Guys, I can change. You're not stuck with this version of me. I mean, I'm not going to change in ways that are, you know, material or will increase your enjoyment of this podcast. It's not like I can make my voice better or become more interesting. Uh, you're you're stuck with, you're stuck with this version of me. But uh, you know, just try and get a little healthier. Uh, that's, I, I, I paused for a reaction, even though I'm doing this alone. <laughs> Look, you can email the show at fedtalks at yahoo.com for that reaction. Or you can tweet at me at EJ Fettis. Or you can Instagram me at EJ underscore Fettis, though I don't recommend you do that because I will most likely not notice it happened. Um... Theoretically, you could Facebook me, but it's not like I'm going to add new Facebook friends. Doesn't it feel like we all have all the Facebook friends we're ever going to have right now? Like, the idea of adding one is just horrifying. If I met, if I met my new best friend tomorrow, we would never be Facebook friends. Probably wouldn't even follow them on Twitter. I don't need that. Um, I forgot. Oh, I was telling you where you can reach me. Those are the places. Uh... Let me know. Uh, yeah. Man, I ran out of steam. I had a thing I wanted to say about Bill Murray, but I'm going to save that for next week. Uh, I have come to the realization that I, I don't really enjoy most Bill Murray performances, and I have realized why, and I'm going to talk about that, and I will probably, I say I'll probably get yelled at, but honestly, the people in my life who would be mad at me for not enjoying Bill Murray performances have not listened to this show in a very long time. I realize now with everything I've said before, I'm implying that Lana is a big Bill Murray fan. I don't think we've ever discussed Bill Murray. I certainly am not aware of her ever having reported on seeing a Bill Murray movie. Possibly Garfield. Definitely not Garfield. Why would I even say that? What's wrong with me? Uh, and here we've hit the part of the show where it falls apart right at the end. Uh, so I will see you next week. Uh, we'll talk about Bill Murray 
Um, maybe I'll have a haircut. Maybe I'll see another movie. Look, we'll figure something. I did it again. Shoot, I'm up to two. I'm going to do better. Maybe I need beef so my brain works better. Maybe that's maybe that was my superpower. Like maybe I can't talk without without having had beef in my system recently. That does not explain the previous thirty, however many episodes. So that seems unlikely. I'll see you next week. Fed Talks is a Faux Boys production. Wah, 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 wah.